sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. To hour number number two on the first day of a new month. It is Monday, May first. Live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Nine. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. That includes SportsGrid.com/slash/watch. Find your favorite destination for everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. In hour number two, starts with history in the National. Hockey League, the Stanley Cup playoffs, a historic night of upsets in two game sevens across the NHL. It is Monday, Puck Talk with Ben. Let's dive right in. The Boston Bruins, the best ever regular season we have seen in the history of the NHL in 2022-23. 65 wins for the Bees, the most ever in a regular season in NHL history, accumulating to 135 points, again, the most ever in an NHL regular season. Boston was a minus 350 favorite to win their opening round series against the Florida Panthers. Again, Boston had 135 regular season points. Florida had 92. The Bees had more than 40 points than Florida in the regular season. And yet, it didn't really matter when all came to a close. Last night inside TD Garden, the Panthers victorious. A huge upset in game number seven in overtime. Florida winning four to three. Boston was a greater than $2 favorite to win on home ice last night in game seven inside TD Garden. But Florida won two of the final three games of this series in Boston. They were down 3-1 in the series and they come back to win it in seven a historic upset for the best team we have seen in a regular season in NHL history again pre-series Boston a minus 350 favorite to advance to the second round of the Eastern Conference postseason but it's not Boston it's Florida on to the Eastern Conference semifinals entering this playoff run Boston was a favorite to win the Stanley Cup plus 350 right behind them the Colorado Avalanche, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, a 7-1 to number for the Avs. But now when you refresh those Stanley Cup odds, those top two teams not in the picture. Boston, done. Colorado, done. And the President's Trophy curse continues to live on. We'll get to the odds and what lays out for the rest of this postseason in just a moment. But when we talk about the President's Trophy, that is awarded to the NHL's best team throughout a regular season and now that president's trophy curse grows to a decade long the last 10 winners including the boston bruins this year of the president's trophy with the nhl's best regular season record have been eliminated from the postseason before even reaching a stanley cup final in fact only one of the last 10 winners of the president's trophy have made it past the second round of the Stanley Cup postseason. One, two years, that's a blip. A 10-year trend, that's not thing that is a coincidence any longer. And that's where Boston's fate 
lies once again. The B's done in Game 7 against the Florida Panthers. That is the same for the Colorado Avalanche. The reigning Stanley Cup champions at home last night in Denver in the Mile High City, upset by the Seattle Kraken. In only the second year of this franchise's existence, the Kraken win their first playoff series we'll recap that game in just a moment first we welcome in our sports grid radio audience hour number two of the first day of a new month it is monday may 1st a monday live right here on the morning after sirius xm channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well i am ben stevens boston goes down at home in game number seven to the panthers a historic upset for Florida. The same in the Western Conference for Seattle and Colorado. The Kraken take multiple games in Denver. The Kraken in their first ever playoff appearance. That one game number one in Denver for their first ever playoff victory as a franchise pull off the same thing in game number seven. Winning outright as a huge underdog as the Avs were a minus 215 money line favorite last night in Colorado as the reigning Stanley Cup champions were the favorites to win the Western Conference entering this opening round series as well. Now the favorites out West, that would be the Edmonton Oilers. A battle in their opening round series against the LA Kings but they take game number six over the weekend, five to four. Games one, three, and four of this series go to overtime. In game number four, the Oilers and Connor McDavid were down three nothing at the end of the first period before Edmonton rallies in that game, and they rally overall for a series victory against Los Angeles. That was the same for now the Stanley Cup favorites, the Toronto Maple Leafs, because we mentioned the President's Trophy curse in that long drought. It was a longer drought for the Leafs in terms of winning a playoff series. That 19-year drought is now done. They had not won a playoff series since 2004. They had lost 11 straight series-clinching opportunities entering game number six, including game five against Tampa Bay, but the Leafs get it done on the road in game number six in Tampa against the Lightning. So we look at the Eastern Conference odds where the Maple Leafs now are the favorites. The Carolina Hurricanes up there as well. But the East has a very different picture with the Boston Bruins now eliminated. Game number seven tonight in New Jersey between the Devils and the Rangers. New Jersey a very slight favorite on that money line. Up next, we switch it over to Major League Baseball on the morning end. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Cap of the weekend in Major League Baseball. Our daily basis live right here on the morning after. On this Monday, the first day of May, all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm Ben Stevens. Very glad to welcome on Craig Mish, the host of Newswire, that follows us here at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, our Major League Baseball insider all across the Sports Grid Network. Craig, how was your weekend consuming Major League Baseball and just in general? Yeah, it was great, Ben. Thanks again uh, for having me, of course, that. And, uh, you know, what's really interesting, Ben, is that it's been a while here in South Florida where we have seen the sort of wild success that has happened with our sports franchises here with the uh, Heat as the eight seed knocking off the one, 
Uh, the Panthers, the eighth seed, knocking off the one. Uh, Marlins have won four games in a row. So it's like this is rare uh, territory for us here at South Florida. I don't want to jinx it, but good weekend for sure for sports. The Sunshine State, historic upsets in both the NBA and NHL playoffs. So, Craig, a big weekend in Major League Baseball from an international flair as well. MLB in Mexico City, a short set between the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres. But, Craig, on Saturday, offense like we maybe have never seen, 16-11, to 11, the Padres pick up a victory. We saw 27 combined runs. 11 home runs, four separate instances of back-to-back homers and 30 hits between the Giants and the Padres. So much so, Craig, that from an offensive perspective, it led to yesterday's game on a Sunday afternoon in Mexico City having a total of 19 and a half. Craig, what was your reaction to the weekend of offense in Mexico City between the Padres and the Giants? Yeah, I, I think we got a pretty good indication when FanDuel put that total out there. I believe it was on Saturday for about 15. So you knew that the rare air <laughs> there or the uh, altitude was certainly going to get the best of it. But uh, I thought it was a lot of fun to see, and, and especially Manny Machado having a good weekend too. I, I think for the Padres, you know, Juan Soto, I think for the Padres, it, it's sort of interesting to me because they're built to win right now. And what, what's interesting, Ben, also, is that you never know how, like, batting practice games – can sort of help you for the future. You you talk to players who play at Coors Field and then they leave and then they don't really feel as good after they leave Coors Field. And I don't know what the result will be this time with them playing in Mexico, but definitely something to watch, I think, as this week plays out for both San Francisco and San Diego. But obviously a very fun weekend to watch all those runs being scored. Another big series this weekend capped off last night in Houston. A World Series rematch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. The Astros hold on for a 4-3 victory last night at home against Philly. A big victory for the Strohs. Craig, both of these teams we have mentioned over the first month of Major League Baseball action off to slow starts, but now both above 500. In fact, the Phillies entered yesterday on a four-game win streak so Craig what did you learn about both of these teams after this weekend set in the World Series rematch that it was yeah I, I think it was fun to watch I think look Houston is is who we thought they were and so that's you know not a surprise to see them sort of getting back to where they are as we start the month of May and I think really on the side of the Phillies Ben the interesting part of this is that they acquired Trey Turner in the offseason he hasn't gotten going Bryce Harper, I know, is supposed to come back extremely soon now. We saw the reports yesterday, and they haven't gotten anything from him. Mm -hmm. It's been sort of surprise contributors from them this season. Brandon Marsh has had a great start to his season. Uh, Bryson Stott, for the most part, has been really good for them. And then also, uh, Nick Castellanos, who had such a miserable year last year, is off to a good start as well. Matt Strom, they penciled him in as the fifth starter. He's been good. You know, the Phillies, to me, Ben, are that sleeping giant sort of team where you yeah. just knew that the month of April was not going to represent the bulk of the entire season. And they're already back, you know, around or over 500. So I would expect Phillies, Braves, Mets, and hey, even the Marlins to be fighting this thing out right to the end. 11 to 1 for Philadelphia right now. The sixth best price to win the National League pennant, 15 and 14, a game above 500. The Strohs, two games above 500. And Houston has remained the American League pennant favorites all season long. Craig, now that it is a new month, it is May 1st, what is the outlook that you will take from this month of Major League Baseball action that might differ from the opening month that was April? 
Yeah, we're going to find out which teams have depth now. That That's really the key because every team pretty much in Major League Baseball has had an injury or two or a starter that's needed time off. And so the best organizations, the ones that can dip into the minors and call up guys, those are the teams that I think that you're really going to figure out a lot about. And then, you know, the flip side of this is that, like, the two extremes in baseball this season are the haves and the have-nots in terms of surprises. So, like, can Pittsburgh keep this up for another month, get to Memorial Day, feel like they are still in it, and then make acquisitions? And on the other side, Ben, I'm getting a lot of questions here about the White Sox. or the White Sox that team this year mm. that they get, you know, to Memorial Day and say, hey, uh, you know, look at all this talent. We're not getting anything out of it. We got to start over. Are those players being shipped in other places too? So teams basically have a month now, Ben, to sort of figure out who yeah. they are, get in a position to decide, are we going to try and push for the postseason? Or are we going to take a step back? And then when June starts, Ben, you start to see some of those teams that are fading start to move a player here or two. And and then obviously at the deadline, that's really the big key in the uh, first week of August. Craig, that's really the spectrum of Major League Baseball this year. Probably the most surprising start from a positive perspective, the Pittsburgh Pirates with the best record in the NL, 20-9. The White Sox, 13 games below 500, 8-21. I could say the Chicago White Sox, maybe the St. Louis Cardinals, who are nine games below 500, 10-19, the worst record in the National League Central. The most shocking starts from a disappointing perspective. But, Craig, everybody in the American League East, including the Baltimore Orioles, with the third-best record in baseball at 19-9, off to pretty good starts. All five teams above 500, and that includes the Toronto Blue Jays, 18-10, Craig, eight games above 500. The Red Sox, even a winning record as well. What is your expectation for this divisional series between the Blue Jays and the Red Sox on this Monday? Hey, Ben, is this game in Mexico? Why is it total 10 and a half tonight? I think that's what people may be <laughs> asking themselves this evening. But, uh, you know, the, the truth is, is that, you know, and I look, Corey Kluber once upon a time was the best pitcher in the American mm -hmm. League. I think people forget it was not that long ago, but he has just gotten it handed to him this season. Ben, his ERA is pushing seven. Jose Barrios, ooh, you know, he's been better than he was last year. We can say that about him, but I think that's why you're looking at this total. I, by the way, I see some totals around nine and a half and 10 in some spots too. So 10 and a half may not be the actual line when they throw out the first pitch later tonight at Fenway Park. But I think you almost have to look, even with that total, at the over. I think most people in baseball are going to look at a game like that and say, wait a second here, they're not going to score that many runs. I mean, this isn't a Coors game uh, you know, play tonight. I think there's a chance of it. Kluber can't get anybody out, and Barrios is like a 50-50 start guy. One start good, one start bad. Craig, all eight games on the slate right now for Major League Baseball available on the FanDuel Sportsbook have a total of eight and a half or higher. Some offense certainly expected. The Rays continue their historic start to this Major League Baseball season. 23-6 and six for Tampa Bay. They are the odds-on favorites to win a competitive American League East. Again, all five teams above 500, but the Yankees only one game above 500 at 15-14. and 14. All right, Craig, you mentioned the effects of this weekend played in Mexico City for both San Diego and San Francisco that's a focus for you here for this Monday DFS slate take us through what you see today across the slate in Major League Baseball not a ton of pitching options for sure Scherzer will be at the top obviously for the night slate but we're going to go past him and we're going to go to Luis Garcia 
of the Houston Astros going against San Francisco. I'm going to test my theory out and see if the bats go cold after leaving a little altitude in Mexico. Also, from the left side, San Francisco is one of the most po- uh, you know powerful hitters. Mike Yastrzemski is going on the injured list, so he is going to be out of that mm. lineup, too. That's a big name not there. Uh, look, Cincinnati has Luke Weaver on the mound tonight. we got to test out the Padres' bats regardless, altitude or not. I was actually thinking of a, just a whole San Diego stack tonight against Cincinnati. The Reds, I think, are playing way above what they should be, but we'll go with Tatis tonight. The Padres, a minus 230. Moneyline favorite back at home in San Diego. Craig, thank you so much. We'll see you on Newswire in about 40 minutes' time. More of the morning after. Up next, live right here on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A huge slate of playoff action on this first day of May, a Monday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens for that prop perspective. And what you can anticipate tonight, we welcome on FanDuel's Tom Vecchio, the jack of all trades that is in his prime position here as the NBA and the NHL playoffs continue to roll on. Game number two tonight in Denver of the Western Conference semifinals in the NBA between the Nuggets and the Suns. Game number one out east between the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Game number seven in New Jersey as we go back and forth across the Hudson River, the Devils and the Rangers. Game seven tonight for a berth in the Eastern Conference semifinals as well. Vecchio, a ton to get to. I'm sure you're jazzed up. We appreciate you being here as always. Yeah, a very, very busy slate across the sports landscape tonight. Uh, a lot of important notes, uh, you know, especially from the NBA, a lot of injuries we pay attention to. I'm ready to go. Certainly a big injury for that series between Philadelphia and Boston. The availability of the MVP frontrunner, Joel Embiid. But we start in Denver with the back-to-back reigning NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic and his Denver Nuggets. An 18-point victory in game number one easily covering as a four-point home favorite Denver booked as a four and a half point home favorite for game number two against Phoenix tonight Tom what do you expect to see here in game number two between the Nuggets and the Suns ultimately I expect the pendulum to kind of swing back to the other side a lot of scoring in that first game I think we're going to certainly see things slow down as this series goes on Uh, I'm going to be on the Suns I'm going to be on the under tonight um, kind of just a, a weird game, we, not something we expected, you know, yeah. that big of a winning margin. You know, granted, Denver played great. Jamal Murray, huge game from him. All credit to them. But I, we all know that the Suns are a great team. So this is certainly going to swing back in the other direction. Uh, I'm going to be on the Suns, like I said. I'm going to be on some Suns player props. And I think that starts with Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, he played good in game one. But I think the spot that I specifically want to target is probably going to him over four and a half assists. That's only at minus 102. He was over this mark in four of the first five games against the Clippers. As much of a scorer as he is, he's dishing the ball out plenty because the defense is going to be occupied on him. If he could just drop the ball low to Aiton or get it over to Booker, I think this is a spot for the yeah. Suns to clearly bounce back. And we've seen that rotation for Phoenix work very well with KD in the lineup. Devin Booker hasn't had his scoring slowed down by any mean. In fact, it has 
picked up. So, Becky, as we look at the prop perspective for tonight, you are targeting Kevin Durant to go over that assist prop of four and a half. How would that also work in conjunction with Devin Booker and his points prop tonight at 29 and a hook? So 29, I think, is really, really close for Devin Booker. Ultimately, because I like the under, it, it's tough to say, you know, I want to take the over on Booker and he goes for 35. Because if he's going for 35, that probably means the game's hitting the over. Um, so it's probably just the stay away for me. If you want to be on board with that, that's totally fine. If you think it's going to take a few more games for the under to start to hit, I certainly understand that. Um, you know, I'll ultimately start siding with unders as the series goes on, like I said. And, and you know, that could be Booker. It could be uh, Michael Porter Jr. It could be Aaron Gordon. Some of these players, I think, are a little bit too effective in game one outside of Jokic, outside of Murray. So it might just be a stay away for me tonight. D-Book only 27 points in game number one against Denver. Did go over 29 and a half in the final four of the opening round set against the Clippers. He averaged better than 37 points. Did Devin Booker in that first round series against L.A. Nikola Jokic, 24 and 19 on Saturday night against Phoenix. Jamal Murray was the leading scorer for both sides. 34 points for Denver in that big 18-point victory in game number one. Entering game number one and this series, Vecchio, the Suns were an outright favorite. Following the 18-point defeat, Denver flips to the favorite, now entering game number two. Vecchio, do you feel differently about this series at all following game number one, before game number two, than you did prior to the series getting underway on Saturday? Ultimately, no, but, you know, if we're looking at the odds, uh, you know, up on the screen that are about to pop up, like... You know, Denver, I think, just inherently has some value to win the West, considering they already have this game lead. So I still believe the Suns are the better team when it's all said and done. But just looking at things objectively, like, you know, to win the West at, at plus 280 is looking pretty solid for Denver right now, regardless of what yeah. you might think after one game. So I'm mildly interested in Denver, despite still thinking that the Suns are going to win just from an odds perspective. But from that odds perspective, Vecchio, you know as well as anybody, if the Suns take care of business tonight and win a game on the road in the Mile High City, those odds are going to flip back heavily in their favor heading home for games three and four in Phoenix. We see it change on a nightly basis throughout playoff series. Game number one of the Eastern Conference series between Boston and Philadelphia tonight. The Celtics host the 76ers as a 10-point favorite. Vecchio, is that spread? as large as it is double digits all because of the uncertainty around Joel Embiid uh I have to say 100% yes he was present at shoot around this morning but he still remains doubtful and this is obviously a huge loss as you know you, you mentioned uh the likely MVP this season you know I could see the Celtics being four-point home favorites kind of like what we saw for the Denver Phoenix game in that uh, in game one, you know, four, maybe five-point favorites wherever you might find them. Yeah. Uh, that line is just very, very big. We have seen the 76ers kind of lock things down on defense, even without Embiid in the lineup. I think that line is too big. I would have interest in the 76ers. I have interest in the under in this matchup. And without Embiid in the lineup, I think this is the time for James Harden to step up. You know, we're going to see Paul Reed in, in the starting lineup. We're going to see some rebounding from potentially P.J. Tucker. Ultimately, James Harden over six and a half rebounds, minus 111. We see his rebounding rate go up throughout the regular season when Embiid was out of lineup. Harden was averaging 6.1 rebounds per game in the regular season. It's not like Harden isn't known to go for a triple-double at times, so he can easily get to this mark, especially if I'm expecting the under to hit tonight. 
That's who needs to step up in the absence of the likely MVP in the NBA, Joel Embiid. The Sixers haven't played in a while after sweeping the Brooklyn Nets in that opening round series. On the other side, it went to six games between Atlanta and Boston. But in game number six on Friday night, or Thursday night rather, in Atlanta between the Celtics and the Hawks, it was the Jays stepping up once again. For multiple times in that opening round series, Vecchio, against the Hawks, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum combining for 60 or more points. Brown, the leading scorer on Thursday, 32 points. 30, though, for Jason Tatum. Vecchio, how do you evaluate their props playing alongside one another in a playoff series? This is always very tough because we know they're going to be seeing such a high volume of shots, really both of them, on a nightly basis. The one point that I will make is that you know, the scoring that we saw in that first round uh, against the Hawks was much higher than I anticipated. I do not expect it to be the same. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, they can put up 40 points, either of them, on any given night, which I totally agree with. You know, specifically Jalen Brown, he was very effective, especially late in the series when it comes to the three-pointers. So that's a spot that I'm expecting to regress. I will say I think the most value lies for both of them with those overs on rebounding props. If there's going to be no Embiid, this is the time that the Celtics have to take advantage of the boards, right? With Al Horford out there, with Rob Williams, with Tatum, who can push towards double-digit rebounds, this is the chance for them to kind of flex that size that they have with no Embiid. So, yes, we know that they can score 30, 40 points on a nightly basis, but the rebounding props, I think, is going to be the best spot to find value, at least with no Embiid right now. He is the jack of all trades, Tom Vecchio. The NBA playoffs now quickly to Major League Baseball, where Vecchio as the home run prop king. 15 home runs over the weekend in Mexico City for the two games set between San Diego and San Francisco. Did you take advantage of all the offense we saw with the MLB in Mexico City? Uh, I did. I was on the over for the first game. Uh, didn't touch the second game because the total for that game opened at 19 and a half for the second game. The first game was at 15 yeah. and a half. Um, this is just a, an environmental thing. This stadium was nearly 2,000 feet higher than Coors Field. The air is super thin. The balls are flying out. You know, I was on a few total base props, a few RBI props here or there, but this is one of the things if you're not paying attention to environmental factors, wind factors, whatever it might be, park factors. Uh, this is a spot where we're just going to be seeing a ton of runs, which we could be seeing again next year. So we got to be ready for that when it comes around again. Always have to take advantage of that when the opportunity presents itself. Vecchio, last night in Boston, a historic upset. The Florida Panthers down 3-1 in their opening round series against the NHL's best ever team in the regular season, the Boston Bruins, win the final three games, including game number seven, in overtime last night inside TD Garden. Vecchio, how do you describe the significance of this upset for Florida in the history of the Stanley Cup postseason? This, I mean, it's literally historic. This is borderline what the Giants did against the Patriots, like ruining the best ever you know, team going for whatever it might be, all these sorts of records. Uh, frankly, I'm shocked by it. Uh, you know, 3-1, a team that was, like you said, the best that had all these it, you know, things going in their favor, home ice. Uh, they were getting Bergeron back in the lineup. They just didn't put it all together. Um, moving forward for the Panthers, I'm confident that the Leafs are still a better team. I do not think it will be easy for the Leafs. So... If you're looking forward, you know, total game series for that bet, probably six or seven games would probably be my favorite spot to go. Um, you know, coming out of the West, I do think Dallas and Vegas are looking really strong right now, and those might be the favorites to win. A huge changeup in the Stanley Cup odds, of course, as Boston goes down, Colorado goes down, the Bees and the Avs, the two best prices entering the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
the favorites. Vecchio, another game seven tonight. I know you have your emotional ties as a Rangers fan. If you had to advise people on the best way to bet a win or a winner-take-all game in Game 7, what would that be from the prop perspective? It's always going to be siding with unders on game totals. Uh, you could look to some of the star players for some shot props. I like Vladimir Tarasenko for three-plus shots. at that plus 116. He's arguably been, arguably been their second-best goal scorer this series, but ultimately, it's the game under tonight, under five and a half. Five and a half is the total. Game seven in New Jersey between the Devils and the Rangers. Vecchio, thank you. More TMA up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time to get to you as we close out our first Monday in the month of May together, live on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. We need the advice from the odds perspective. Who do we call on? That would be Dave Sherapan, our sportsbook conciliary. Sherapan, so much to get to. Three Game 7s yesterday, one in the NBA, two in the Stanley Cup playoffs, another Game 7 tonight. Conference semifinals start in the East between the Celtics and the Sixers, continue in the West between the Nuggets and the Suns. So much to get to here, Sherapan. So thank you for joining us on this Monday on TMA. Hello, sir. We'll keep it brief. We'll keep the formalities to a, a very short amount because I got the list from Frizo. It's long. It's yep. many. It's we long. got a lot of graphics yep. ready. Just drive the ship. Let's go where we got to go quickly, please. All right. I will run point. I will orchestrate our discussion. We start with a recap of yesterday, game number seven in Sacramento between the Kings and the Warriors. The Kings actually booked Sherapan as a slight, very slight, one and a half point, minus 118 on the money line, home favorite. Yet it yep. was Golden State with a 50-burger from Stephen Curry advancing to the Western Conference semifinals. A 20-point road victory in game number seven. Sherpan yesterday, did the Golden State Warriors finally play like the reigning NBA champions we had expected to see all year long? Well, they did that earlier in the series in one or two of the games, but yes. And Stephen, as you said, looked unbelievable, mm -hmm. owned the fourth quarter, and... Yeah, that made them – I don't know if it made them a bigger favorite, but they were going to be the favorite over the Lakers anyway. Sorry to all the people that have them, all the rhombuses and parallelograms that have the Lakers to win not only the Western Conference, but the entire NBA championship. They got them. They keep coming. Now the road goes through Golden State, and it's not even the Western Conference Finals. So, mm. um, yeah, we, we, got, uh, we got a nice – bottom half of the bracket if you would say in the west the dubs are the favorites to win the western conference championship plus 195 and dave entering this series against sacramento despite the road struggles all regular season long and being the team that did not hold home floor advantage golden state was nearly a three dollar favorite entering this series to win it outright after they take game five in Sacktown, you can see what the odds said minus 1100 to win this series and despite entering game seven as the slight road underdog they come out with that series victory the odds really all series long share pan expected golden state to knock off 
the Kings. They were proven correct. What does that say about the expectation, the odds set for any series in the playoffs? Well, I mean, they are the defending champions, so they have to be the favorite. Now, again, the odds makers, we set the number based on what people will bet. And people were betting right. Golden State to beat Sacramento from before the first game even was played. So makes perfect sense, you know, but sometimes favorites lose, as we know um, all too well last night in the NHL. Yeah. It happens. Yep. So the odds don't always dictate the results, but it's always fun to look back at the results along with what the odds were going forward because yeah. – you know, don't forget, there was a baseball game yesterday, and the total was set at 20 and a half. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, no worries. That game only saw 10 runs, by the way, between the Padres and the Giants in Mexico City. Still a ton of offense, but not as much as we expected. Sheriff Panso, let's focus on the Western Conference semis now. A marquee matchup, a dream matchup for some. Steph in LeBron. The Lakers and the Warriors for a spot in the Western Conference Finals. Golden State, yeah. as you mentioned, opens as the series outright favorite, around a mm -hmm. minus 158 number in favor of Golden State. Champagne, do you agree with what the odds are saying about this series between the Dubs and the Lakers? Yeah, again, I still think home court means something. So you can't make the Lakers the favorite against Golden State. Now, can the Lakers hmm. win? Some people would say yes. Um, our own K-Dub is probably going to have to be, you know, watched, guarded. Like, I mean, this is this is the Lakers' time, right? They've, everything's coming yeah. together. Yeah. They're going to get a lot of betting support. They're going to get a lot of, you know, goodness gracious, what if they go into Golden State and win one of the first two hmm. games? Well, they're going to be <laughs> – they're actually going to be – favored after two games yeah. if they split so yeah this is going to be this is going to be um from an odds making perspective from a betting perspective fun but just from a fan's perspective this is going to be lights out a five-point number in favor of the warriors tomorrow night yeah. in san francisco for game number one game number two tonight in the Mile High City. The Denver Nuggets, Dave, booked as a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. They were a four-point favorite in the opening game of this Western Conference semifinal series on Saturday night, and Denver won by 18. Sheriff Ben, explain to the casual better out there, if you will, why the power ratings don't move all that much on a game-to-game -game basis, because maybe some would think the Nuggets just won by 18. They easily covered as a four-point favorite. Why are they only a four-and-a-half-point favorite tonight? Why do those ratings, Sherapan, not change all that much on a night-to-night, game-to-game basis? Um, I think in Philadelphia they said, uh, trust the process. And that's hmm. what sportsbook guys do. You trust the process. You put the number up and you take bets. What changed between game one and game two? Absolutely nothing. The same exact venue, the same exact lineup, everything's the same. So you put up close to the same number and see, you know, what moves it. So if you overreact, like anything in life, if you overreact to results, but the process is right, 
you're going to get different type of results. So mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason why a lot of my uh, a, a lot of my book guys sometimes you have to check their pulse for a lot of things because they don't really get crazy or overreact or do anything. They're just kind of yeah. numb. This business will beat it out of you. This number will be, you know, what it is unless something changes. And like I said, lineups are the same. There's no major injuries. And the okay. dreaded zigzag theory will be heard throughout uh, all of today. And as the series goes on, when one team wins, the next team, the next game, the other team wins. So watch the support come for Phoenix, for sure. So, Sheriff, it doesn't change on a game-to-game -game basis for the expected outcome of that individual matchup. It changes a ton, though, from the series perspective. Yes. Phoenix entered as a favorite to knock off Denver in the conference semifinals. They lose game number one on the road to the Nuggets that had the second-best record at home in the NBA all year long. Not all that surprising. Maybe we didn't expect it to be 18 points in terms of the victory margin. But now Phoenix the series underdog. So the game to game doesn't change all that much, but the series does. Sherpan, yeah. how come? Well, people bet it. And now, again, as you get one step closer with each win, the price has to drastically change to kind of work out that parlay now, right? So now instead of having to win four of seven, Phoenix has to win four of six. Now, if they hmm. win tonight... They switch everything to having home court and being the favorite. If Denver wins today, now watch what that price does. It probably won't move yeah. as much because I believe it was Charles Barkley who said it. Series doesn't start until the road team wins. He's absolutely right. right. And that's when you really see when the road team wins a game, especially early in the series, you see price fluctuations mm -hmm in series prices you can't explain. So Sheriff, how should we read between the prices and the numbers then to find the value? If we think Phoenix makes this a game tonight in game number two, maybe even pulls off the road upset, do we just bet the Suns plus four and a half money line tonight for game two, or should we take the Suns at a plus 136 number to win the series outright, knowing that if they win tonight, they're gonna be a series favorite once again, entering game three in Phoenix. Oh, for sure. There will, there will be guys that will take Phoenix in both cases because if they win tonight, they become the favorite. They will have a plus price mm -hmm. on the series for Phoenix, and they will have a plus price on Denver for the series, and they will actually mm -hmm. lock up profit. So that's how the series price gets bet. I don't know. Tonight, again, you expect um, Phoenix to have a better performance and what I really think you have to expect is Denver to not shoot as well as they did and play yeah. like that in uh, like they did in game one. So, yeah, Phoenix is live tonight. Certainly so. All right, Sherapan, now to the ice. A historic mm. night in the Stanley mm. Cup playoffs. The Florida Panthers yeah. on the road in Boston in overtime against the yes. best team we have ever seen in the history of a regular season in the National Hockey League, the Boston Bruins. The Panthers win 4-3 in OT in game number seven. Down 3-1 in the series, Florida storms back. They take the final three of this opening round set. Two of those three on the road in Boston. 
Sheriff Penn, it's going to be the age-old debate on this Monday reacting to what we have seen. Again, the Bees had the best ever regular season in the history of the NHL. 65 wins, the most ever. 135 total points, the most ever in a regular season in NHL history. So Sheriff Penn, Boston losing to Florida last night in game number seven on home ice. Is it a disappointment or is it a failure? Oh, it's both, isn't it? I mean, I know for sports books, um, literally entire quarters were made on that result yesterday. Mm. Vacations mm. to the, uh, you know, Riviera were, were, were planned on that result <laughs> yesterday. Okay. That was a monster. They had all the bets. They had all the entire season to build it up. And they were as low as three to one to win the Stanley cup before the, you know, a puck was dropped in any series Yep. and they lost. Yep. But you know, you have to, always consider the Florida Panthers are getting paid too. And they played really well and won three games in a row. They pulled the goalie and scored with 49 seconds left to tie the game yesterday. It happens. Yep. So yes, it's a, it's a failure on some level, but sports like Giannis said, there's no failure. There's no, it's, you know, winning and losing is what it is. And it's right. a bummer for Boston. Uh, it's a bummer. You know, I've been in this, I've been in Pittsburgh when we were favored uh, by a huge amount and lost. It's tough to go to work. Everybody's bummed out. Well, you know, at least you have the Celtics to look forward to in Boston. That's good. Yeah, that's for sure. A 10-point favorite tonight. Also tonight, another Game 7 in the NHL. The Devils yeah. and the Rangers, New Jersey, a slight home ice favorite, minus 115. Quickly here, Sherapan. 30 seconds yeah. left in this yeah. segment. Do the odds consider the fact this is a winner-take-all Game 7 matchup? Yeah, it's a pick -em. It's pretty simple. The odds say, you guys decide. We'll put up the number and take all the bets. Enjoy the game. Don't fight. I posted a video about these Rangers and Devils fans. Can't everybody get along and just enjoy the hockey game? No. People are crazy no. back there in the NYC. A tri-state rivalry, Sherapan, across the Hudson River. It's playoff hockey. It's game seven. Congrats to the Kraken on your head, by the way. More TMA next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning app. We close out our two hours together here live all across the Sports Grid Network. That includes Sirius XM, Channel 159. And of course, that being the home for Sports Grid Radio also includes sportsgrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the Spiz Grizz. That's Sports Grid. And even one more inclusion, the new Sports Grid app. Now available for download at the Apple App Store. The ultimate sports betting companion app is now here. Scan the QR code on your screen make it as simple as possible to find your best bets in all of your favorite sports leagues with your favorite team your favorite player our entire data set to make you a better and more informed sports better now at your fingertips the new sports grid app before we say farewell ahead of a huge monday night of playoff action we say goodbye with a best bet of sorts in the nba it is time for bye 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 Eighteen points 
That was the margin Saturday night in Denver between the Nuggets and the Suns. 125-107. A game one victory for Denver at home, easily covering as a four-point favorite. The line for game number two tonight, four and a half. The Phoenix Suns booked as an underdog for just the second time with Kevin Durant in the lineup. The first game number one against Denver. I expect Phoenix to show some bounce back resolve tonight. I expect Phoenix to cover this number of four and a half in favor of the Nuggets. I think you could look at the Phoenix Suns on the money line. It's a plus 158 price. And if you look at that, please also look at the series prices as well. The Suns now an underdog in the Western Conference semifinals against the Denver Nuggets. It's a plus 136 number for the Suns to come back and win this series outright. If they win tonight on the road, they're going to be closer to a $2 favorite heading back home to Phoenix and the Valley for game number three. That does it for this Monday, the first day in May, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. We'll be back tomorrow on a Tuesday, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk then.